0: Welcome back. This is episode two of The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors. Act One, Episode Two Sunrise on these gentle streets Lyssa slips her Camry down concrete slabs over the curb softly softly so as not to wake the baby the house she pulls away from is two stories tall white walls and a white fence a kitchen and family room on the first floor bedrooms safe on the second in the summer they planted vines and those vines have just begun to reach up from the ground make the trip up the rain spouts wrap around the fencing and the lattice work that leans against the front porch then the autumn came and the vines began to slow but this house like them is young, and there is time. Three hours ago, Asher lay between her and her husband and found sleep. Lissa does math in her head, down at eight, up for the first time at midnight, back asleep till... what had it been? Four? And then another hour or so, six hours. It was the best night they'd had in weeks, not the 14, the daycare worker's clucked that Asher needed, but six hours. It wasn't so bad, was it? The neighbors are getting river rock shoveled between their garden and the sidewalk, and Lissa must swerve left to avoid the mountain that has been dumped near the entrance to their cul-de-sac. She breathes, hands on the wheel, ten and two. She's been doing this for months, and she's learned some tricks to leave him with sleep deprivation. Trim your functions to the bare minimum. Avoid fine motor skills like typing or counting money or closing scissors. Don't rest your eyes too long, don't breathe too deep, don't let your body think that maybe now it's time to sleep. Avoid emotional news. This one is important. Two days ago, Lissa saw a story about a school shooting on her phone and began bawling. Lissa's no longer what she was. She was single and a stylist. Now she's a mother who manages a salon. She is one part trendsetter but two parts accountant. She is wearing a goddamn sweatshirt with university letters on it. How did this happen? She forgot to hit the button to start the dryer. Her fabulous clothes laid in there all night. Her ironic vest, her deep VT, wrinkled wet, maybe ruined. She'd loaded the dryer, she must have simply forgot to hit the button, and now the raven that inks her ribcage, the vines that creep from its claws to wring her right breast, they are covered by a stolen sweatshirt with the name of a fucking university on it, an actual four-year institution that has a football program. Probably has sororities. That part of Richard's life, the part before her, She tries not to think about it, and she succeeds every day except Autumn Saturdays, when Richard insists on taking four hours away from their lives to watch near men play a children's game. In her head, Lissa takes photos and draws animations and plans an art show, with wine glasses and white walls bearing artist statements, explaining the rationale behind works like A Man and His Remote Control. Lissa jerks and looks around. Where is she? She's driven out of the neighborhood a full mile towards the daycare without realizing. She takes a deep breath and pins her eyelids back. Makes like the asphalt in front of her is a Picasso. No thinking, no fine motor skills. Just get the Camry safely where it has to go with her angel sleeping in his car seat. Lyssa arrives at the daycare. They call it a school, but that's marketing and she knows it. When they interviewed, the manager asked her what she was looking for in a school. Lissa was pregnant at the time. She rubbed her stomach and said, Safety said, I just want to know that when I drop him off, he'll still be in one piece when I come to pick him up. The manager had been expecting questions about learning styles or miniature friends. She stuttered. She picked at unpainted nails. She said something about a security door to protect the kids from strangers. And Lyssa answered, I meant safe from you. Walking from the curb to the door, she feels her hand slide inside Asher's shirt. Feels her nails give the child a tiny pinch. Feels an animal part of her brain beg, Please, look like a normal kid. But it's no use. Asher is asleep, practically drooling on the stupid sweatshirt Lissa stole from her husband. And it gets worse as they go inside. The sudden temperature shift from Colorado winter into dry indoors, making the baby squirm and claw at his red eyes. The woman at the front door is named Danny. Miss Danny. They all seem to have a miss in front of their name. Miss Danny has teeth crooked like gravestones, and she's heavy, and she doesn't really seem to mind it. She eyes Asher with suspicious bumpkin eyes and says, So, how was last night? And Lissa falls apart. He's fine. He's fine. He's getting better every night. Miss Danny is the only one, it seems, that Lyssa can cry to. So she swears Asher won't bite anyone, he'll stay awake for story circle so he can find sleep at nap time, lie on the mats with the other 14-month-olds. I swear, I swear, please don't kick us out. We can't find another daycare. And that part is true. Spaces have to be reserved months ahead of time. For a working parent, losing daycare means losing your job. But Asher's disruptive. Asher comes to school so tired he sleeps the morning away and then won't nap when the other kids nap. And worst of all, just twice, but still. Worst of all, he bites. Miss Danny lets Lissa check Asher in. Let's them walk back to the classroom, shakes her head as she hears the screaming begin. Moments later, Lyssa clicks by, running away, running out to the Camry, guilt turning to tears on her haunted face. Thanks for listening to episode two of The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors. If you like what you're hearing, the novella is coming on Amazon in March of 2017.